Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the show. The best team in the AFC. It is not the Chiefs, Perloff. It is not the Cincinnati Bengals. Two teams that won yesterday. It is the Baltimore Ravens. They are the best team in the AFC right now and this is amazing to watch Baltimore because they were going to change the offense because obviously Lamar was running way too much and he was getting injured they have changed the offense they have a plus 115 point differential this is the biggest in football by far and they haven't even solved the biggest issue yet which is the turnovers they still are turning the Mm -hmm. ball over with two fumbles yesterday one by Lamar one by Odell but This defense has always been awesome. They are number one in scoring defense. They're holding opponents to around 13 points a game. But everyone knows that about the Ravens defense. They show up year after year after year. What's different now is this offense does have the the explosive plays that we were looking for, and Lamar doesn't have to run on every down. Yeah, first of all, Lamar, for some reason, did run a lot yesterday. I didn't totally understand why he did that in a blowout. Haven't we seen this movie before? The Ravens seven and two. I feel like they're seven and two pretty much every single year under Lamar Jackson. And then the injuries start to pile up. Not always Lamar, but often Lamar. Lamar gets hurt. You know Beckham's going to get hurt. You know the running backs are going to get hurt. By definition, a Ravens running back is a, an imperiled species. So <laughs> it is. That's a tough spot to be. In. I just feel like we bought this hype before. The other thing, they have a crazy schedule. So they they probably need to get home field to be better than the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs yep. in KC are going to be favored against the Ravens. So I don't right I will agree with you. Right now they're playing the best football in the NFL, but that doesn't mean anything to me because we've seen them do this before and not translate. They haven't been able to stay on the field throughout the season and then translate in the postseason. And I'm not sure why this team is any different. I know that there's more passing offense right now, but it sure seems like the Baltimore Ravens team I've seen in the last five years. Great defense. Lamar Jackson hot during the regular season. What is different for the playoffs? Well, I do think that the offense does look different. So even if, you know, it used to be, oh, Lamar, you can just sort of bottle him up. And if he can't run, then you're not going to be able to win a playoff game. I don't know if that's the same way. Now, the other part, too, is I I love having that Ravens defense in the playoffs. Like, they had Snoop Huntley last year against the Cincinnati Bengals, and they almost won that game. So they have Cleveland and Cincinnati both at home over the next two weeks. Then you go at the Chargers. Then you got the Rams. Two tough ones. Three tough ones. I'm sorry. Four tough ones to end the season. At Jacksonville, at San Francisco, Miami, and Pittsburgh. 
you knew it wasn't going to be easy, though, but I love this Ravens team because the offense looks great, the defense has always been awesome, and you basically have the best kicker in the history of the NFL. So the three phases yeah. situation is what I think has to set them apart. Here's the thing about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are still great, but is the offense great? No. Not even by a long shot. You have the best quarterback maybe we've of this generation for sure, and they can't score in the second half against Miami. They scored nine points last week against Denver. Apparently there was a, according to Peter King, Football Morning in America, 17-minute Peter's always very precise on the time. (laughs) 17-minute closed-door meeting between Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator, after the game yesterday, and you could understand why. I mean, the Dolphins were a couple screw-ups and failed botched snaps, basically, away from really putting a scare into tying that game. Yeah, I mean, they're coming off the loss of the Broncos. But to me, what happens in Germany stays in Germany. That's the amazing thing. And <laughs> the it's the same thing for the Europe. Eagles. We're at the point where we're ripping the Chiefs for a win over the second-best team in the AFC, or the Dolphins. They won the football game. They're finding ways to win. Well, they Certain- scored 14 points this week. The, the, yeah. the defense chipped in a, pick, a, a touchdown, and then they scored nine points the week before. I know, and Mahomes was sick the week before. Great teams find ways to win. I think, in a way, this is an incredible testament to the Chiefs that they can win with defense. When did you see that coming? If you've given this defense to the last three years' teams, they would have gone undefeated. So I, I do think it's very interesting that they're evolving a little bit as a team. The, the other, the, there's just a fact. They're in the AFC West, Maggie. You and I could come out of the AFC West. They're going to they're gonna stack up wins against the Broncos, the Raiders, and probably the Chargers, where the this Ravens schedule, you read it as if it wasn't a problem. No, it is a problem. And also, what is the Ravens win where we're just so sure that they're the elite team in the AFC? Have we seen that win? I'm not sure. Yes, they're crushing these NFC teams that come to Baltimore. But Detroit completely mailed in that game against... They, I think the, the I team... I think they, they, had, got, they got beat. Mm, I, I don't, don't know. I, I, I think they were looking ahead. I think they, they didn't play all their guys. I, I don't think Detroit cared about that game at all. And then Seattle, they, did Seattle look like that was an urgent game to them at uh, all? Okay. One o'clock Eastern game, which was... The NFL screwed them on that. I don't understand. I, I just okay, think, yeah, they can teams. kill NFC teams in Baltimore. Are they going to beat the elite AFC teams on the road? Okay, but it's not just like the NFC teams who are bottom feeders in the league. You're talking about two teams that came in as leaders of their division. Seattle and Detroit were two division leaders, and they came in, and it wasn't even close. It's not like, oh, and they won a tight game from wire to wire, just yeah. full throttle and to be honest I think the Ravens they definitely should have beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh they had like seven drops in that game so you know listen right a little but revisionist but they, they beat Joe Burrow in Cincinnati early in the season but that wasn't the real Joe Burrows and I think if you had a healthy Joe Burrow Cincinnati wins that game in Cincinnati and Baltimore could probably beat them but there's a lot the real tests have not even begun for Baltimore they're going against a murderer's row of defense okay but here's a question too I know that obviously we have to respect the Chiefs and I do respect the Chiefs based on their quarterback coach their defense is awesome and what they've done who have they played they they got the win at Jacksonville. That's a good one. Then they play Chicago. No offense, EJ. Your Jets, Minnesota, Denver, Chargers lose to Denver. And this was the one in Miami. And Miami, obviously, you know, had so many penalties in this game. They were always behind the sticks. I mean, Miami has to prove that they can beat a good team. 
Like, who's Kansas City? Where's I, their signature win? I'll tell you, there's two of them. One was over San Francisco, and one was over the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a team that has shown it has champi- championship. It's called pedigree. Yes. Championship pedigree. Who is it? What's the Ravens' big win? It was Joe Flacco, a quarterback in 2012. He's <laughs> on a heater. I, I do think, I know that sound, it sounds silly, but this, this Ravens team is awesome. I mean, the Todd Munkin offense, they're learning it. It looks great. Lamar Jackson is obviously a strong MVP candidate. I just feel like I've seen this movie. I want to see them stay healthy and do this in January because it's a we're a long way from January. Okay, we are a long way from January, but I also don't think we've seen this offense maybe as good as it can be. And like you said, they basically spent the first month of the season kind of learning a new offense on the fly. Now you're seeing it maybe you know get to a certain point, doesn't have even a next level to get to before the weather gets really bad. So I, I feel good. Now maybe the Bengal fan wants to chime in here because they've also won four in a row. Maybe they, you know, Burrow looks amazing. The defense is it's just so good. Like they're saying the the record is Joe Burrow's five and one against Mahomes and Allen. It's Lou Anarumo as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's five and one against Mahomes and Allen. This guy is just on another level when it comes to stopping uh, really be, great. Be careful, Maggie. What? Don't say anything ill about Joe Burrow. We have I'm a not. show rule. It does sound like you were saying this is Lou Anarumo who's doing it, not Joe Burrow. I'm saying they the have man the, is magical. Just they, accept that fact. They have the formula, which is Burrow gets him out to two touchdown lead, and then the defense kind of does the rest. Wait, can I take one step back to Lamar Jackson? Yeah, okay, ahead. I did not watch a lot of yesterday's game. I was on the road. It was 37-3. I don't think anybody watched a lot because it was out it of control. It wasn't so a game. Lamar Jackson carried the ball ten times for sixty yards in this game, and he only he only had one hundred eighty seven passing yards. I noticed Lamar is holding on to the ball. Like, it's not coming out quick in the sense that he's looking for plays all over the place. That is what keeps getting him in trouble. That's why he keeps getting hurt. He takes hits. Why are you taking any hits in a 37-3 game? I, I don't understand. Just hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. They eventually did that. But that's what worries me about Baltimore. They seem to be dependent on, all right, Lamar, go out there and be Superman and he's succeeding. He is Superman. Well, I but think, it, it can't last all season. They have to. They were supposed to evolve this year. Yeah, but I think you got to give a little bit of credit there to the Seahawks front, which I know you can't really give credit to the Seahawks anything yesterday because they got demolished. But you're going to have to be able to stand in and make some throws if you want to be able to keep the run game honest. You know, it's like you can't. You, it's, it's, we say this about Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Like, it's, you know, you have to, Tua, you've got to stand, sit in there at some point and take a couple of hits if you do want the run game to, to have any identity. No, you're absolutely right about that. But I, I thought this year we were going to protect Lamar Jackson. And if he's running 10 times on a 37-3 win, that doesn't sound like protection to me. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. The best team in the AFC. See, again, yes, you can lean on the Chiefs and say, oh, we've seen it before, we've seen it. Look at the Chiefs' offense when they can't get Kelsey the ball. Woof. Who does Mahomes even trust on that offense? Okay, it's been a bad two weeks. We've seen the Chiefs fix these kind of problems before. If Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy at the end of the year, I, I want to do a show bet because I think these two teams are meeting maybe in the conference title game. Depending on where it is, I still, I'm going pedigree. And I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat. The fact that they can win ugly, this is a revelation for the Chiefs. Mm. How Miami didn't know Steve Spagnuolo, their defense coordinator, likes to blitz on every play, I don't quite understand that. Yeah. But I, I think this is this is a, maybe the more well-rounded Chiefs team. And, I mean, a win is a win here too, right? 
I'm, um, well, they yeah. did beat my, Miami. Listen, was second in the AFC in Super Bowl odds. Miami's the team that has more questions to answer. We knew this was going to happen because we knew that if Miami was going to lose, we'd say, "Oh, well, they haven't beaten anybody." But to be honest, like until that funky play that happens right before the end of the half, where Tyree Kill of all people gets the ball stripped away from him, and then the defensive player for the Chiefs has the heads upness to pitch the ball in a lateral to his teammate, and then the dude takes off and just scores. I mean, that was a funky, weird play that I think almost the game kind of turned there. Like, the Dolphins did have a chance at the end of the game, and Tua could not get the ball out. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have had trouble putting away leads. Remember week one against Detroit? They they had the game in hand, and they for some reason they can't run out the clock right now. They lost that game. Yeah, they were a lot of three and outs in the second half. I'm not quite sure why that's happening, but I, I think it's because you're right. There's only one guy to throw to, Kelsey. They don't trust the receivers enough. I, I still think counting that team out is a dangerous mistake. They're coming off. They're going to have a bye. Yep. And then they play the Eagles in a rematch of the Super Bowl. Would be a great game, but Andy Reid's, game. Andy Reid's never, ever lost off a bye. So they'll probably win that game. We'll all be back on their bandwagon. I'm not, I'm not off the bandwagon. I'm just saying I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. They're the most balanced team. They're the all three phases. So here's another thing we learned. You're welcome to call in, by the way, 855-2124-CBS, because I have a feeling some Bengal fans might want to have a say about that. Um, yeah. And Dolphins fans, maybe. Um, t- tough after that loss yesterday. I did not know that the greatest export that we have in this country is John Denver. That's the crowd in Germany yesterday. Now listen, maybe it's a stadium that's just full of 45,000 expats. But I... I think this is the song Perloff that got out to the rest of the world. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but it is it's a top 10 all-time song. It's such an amazing song. I love is Don it? Never. Oh, it is. <laughs> it I mean, obviously there are also college football fan bases that pay yeah. it all the time, but yeah, I, I think it's worth it. John Denver is so underrated historically. I love that song. Listen, it's it is it's a good stadium song. The the words are easy. It's got a nice like sweet kind of uh, sentiment. You, you, you don't know? like and you don't like Sweet Caroline either. The I other don't great. like Sweet Caroline at all. But I think you're in a in a small minority, especially on Country Road. I've never heard anyone say they don't love Country no, Road. <laughs> I just am surprised that of all the things that would have gotten out to these stadiums. It's John Denver's Country Road. And I got to be honest, I was like, you know, once got an amazing opportunity to go to Thailand, and they were singing Country Roads in Thailand. Like, how is this the one that made it all the way across the world? Well, I think when people think of America, they think cowboys, right? Western and all that. What what would what would be another American kind of song? Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe like a country standard, a different country standard. Maybe I, I mean sure. all the all the rock songs we stole from England, so <laughs> right. which they stole from us. And the right. they that, stole like a blues it from thing? I they don't stole know. the blues yeah. and they made it. You know the English thing. I, I don't know. It feels it makes sense. Like America, cowboy hat, country roads. <laughs> that's what that's what we are. Is that what people think of us as? I'm sure a hundred percent. We are. I I was just a little surprised. John Denver, of all things. EJ, do you know this song? I know the song, but when you told me John Denver Country Roads, I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I didn't get it the first time? No. 
This song I've heard a million times, and it is a great song. It's a good stadium song, too. She hates Sweet Caroline. There's a new beer ad out that plays all the time where they're in a bar singing Sweet Caroline. I don't, I don't understand that. That is, what's the hate about you know, Sweet Caroline? I, you have been to Fenway Park in oh, uh, Seventh Inning. It's it's amazing. I've been to Fenway. I don't like Sweet Caroline. I don't like Don't Stop Believing. So it's not just That's like an anti Boston thing. That is, all, I mean, all baseball anthems you don't like. Yeah, you I don't, don't like, like any of them. Don't Stop Believing. That piano comes on, you don't get fired up. Are you crazy? No, because it got so oversaturated. What do you, you want to play in a stadium? I'd be okay. You probably like Thunderstruck. Everybody likes it. Yeah, stadium. Thunderstruck, that, I like. That's a home you run. Give me a little jump around. <laughs> I'll do a little of that House of Pain. Yeah, I Wisconsin. Like that. Yeah. Um, I, it's not that I don't. I'm not anti anthem. I just the the sopranos kind of ruined the Don't Stop Believing. It just it it became so over the top. It was like my heart will go on from Titanic. They just played it until you just wanted to throw your phone through the TV. Yeah, there's an expression. What happened to the anthems of my youth? I, I think the great American anthems are from 40 years ago. What's a new anthem? What's a new song as Taylor Swift? I can't All even think All I do of... is win, win, yeah. win, no matter what. Yeah. Is that an anthem? I think so. They play it after every team wins yeah. a game or wins a championship. <laughs> it plays all the time. I was yeah. thinking about this the other day the because they, they were playing it, obviously, after the um, Texas Rangers won the World Series. When Queen wrote We Are the Champions, who was that for? Can we do a little Google internet mm. research on this? Who did Queen write We Are the Champions for? I have no idea. What's the origin of that like song? Like a soccer team or some English thing? I'm not sure. I've never knew. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who, what the, who was the inspiration for this. Let's I, Google it up. I mean, I watched that horrible movie about Queen. That yeah, did biopic get nominated was, for an Oscar. The Revolutionary War, so I don't know. That was an awful movie. That was a terrible movie. Um, uh, okay. But I digress. <laughs> it was only very well critically received, and I think <laughs> got some Oscar house. nominations. Not in my house. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, best team in the AFC. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. What do you think, Pearl, if you're still sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, yeah. You say that, like, <laughs> still sticking with them. They won the game. They did win, but Baltimore looks like the best team right now. They're we'll the best see. team. We'll see. They have some they have some tough defensive players coming up against them. That's we'll true. see what Miles Garrett has to say about the new offense. So real quickly, Freddie Mercury talking about writing the song, uh, We Are the Champions, said, quote, uh, he said, I was thinking about football, meaning soccer, when I wrote it. I wanted a participation song, something that the fans could latch on to. Of course, I've given it a more theatrical subtlety than ordinary football chant. So it seems like there wasn't a team he was thinking about. It's just... He's, he he wanted an anthem for a soccer game. Honestly, it's a sm- it's a brilliant commercial move, you know, because they're going to be playing this now to the end of time. He saw a market need yeah. and decided to fill it. It was like, here's a little inefficiency here. There's not like one big thing that we can play after anyone wins a title. They kept it generic enough that it could be for every sport. Brilliant move. By the way, uh, Sports Illustrated did a ranking of the top stadium anthems, and number one was... We will rock you. Oh. Yeah, the other Queen song. Yeah. yeah. By the way, all I do is win is when that was number two. So. Oh, was well, <laughs> okay. Off. Yes. Sorry. Give me some, give me some love. I mean, that. honestly, there's only one song that plays in Philly. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Uh, do we have that sound ready? Yeah, you can just keep worshiping. Play any. First of all, you could go Rocky three. You could go Rocky one. Rocky <laughs> two. Worshiping this Rocky four. Character. 
Well, we, we gotta get make sure we get the songs right because last time we talked about Rocky, we we apparently didn't know one song wasn't the Rocky song; it was something else. Well, they it's funny. I texted Maggie; they played both those songs. So yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a Rocky song we all know. Then there's the other Rocky song we all know. They sort of alternate them throughout the game. Oh man! But the Eagles were ahead, so they didn't need to pull out "Just Win, Baby." Uh, just win. Gosh, you better you better find that soon, or I'm gonna definitely keep singing here. Definitely. Please save us. People are trying to get to work right now. I'm just letting them sing it. No, Carlos, save us. This is what happened with Dak Prescott. Can't execute. Down the stretch. All you have to do, five yards away, make a play. Don't don't get a false start, and then don't take a sack. And then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have We'd Andy be subjected to this. Yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have to deal with this. But but thanks, Dak. I know you couldn't is, come through again. This is why you have to go vote on our poll at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. EJ, what's the final wording? Right, so the final wording on this, we were kind of going back and forth. We ended up landing on. Um, <laughs> Will Dak Prescott ever come through in the clutch? Yeah, I knew, <laughs> you guys kind of had to soften that point because you guys know Dak was fire yesterday. He was, was unbelievable. Right. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable until what the last the two last, plays of the game. Yeah, the last. That's all. He didn't do the false start. It was one of the linemen, right? Yes. Lineman is on him. Is not on him. But the sack and the delayed game are on him. Yep. That's, That's on true. him. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Welcome to call in. You go uh, into a hostile environment with no timeouts and the Eagles pass rush coming out. Let's see what you do, EJ. That's what I say. It's not about me. It's about Dak. Okay? <laughs> it's about him coming through in the clutch. Listen, you're trying to call a play, and this song comes out, and 80,000 people are screaming for your head. You get it. You get the playoff before delay a game. Let's see you do that. This is a I hard know. situation. And it's funny, too, because it's not like Dak hasn't been playing in this league for almost a decade. How many uh. games in Philadelphia? Dude. If anyone knows what's coming, it's he this guy. He said he loves playing there. Yeah. They asked him before. We, he, we played this out on Friday. Oh, he said, I love it. It's like the SEC. This is what it's all about. All right, well, this is what it's all about. Show up. Show up. He had 344 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He was unbelievable. He showed up in a huge way yesterday. And what happened at the end? one touchdown too short. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yes, against the defending NFC champions on the road. That game's in Dallas. They win that. I can't believe people are going after Dak now. And they, it's not just you guys. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, Dak blew it again. Then the only reason they were in that game was Dak. Win the game. 855-212-4CBS. You're not going to keep getting these chances all the time. 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up. Big, big win for the Raiders, but is it fool's gold? We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off on CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Now, this is an anthem in the background here. This funky cold Medina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's me because I'm older, but I, f- I feel like in the 80s when a hit song came out, it was just played everywhere for years and years and years and years. And now there's just too many songs and too many different people. But we're arguing about where the Wait, anthem. Wait, it's not the- funky cold Medina. It's wild thing. 
Oh, it's Wild Thing. <laughs> yeah. What's it? By Tone Loke. He also did Funky Comedia. Perloff cannot keep these songs straight. You can't keep your Rocky song straight. Now you can't keep your Tone Loke song straight. Wild Thing and Funky Comedia are two different songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't be that different, as I recall the Tone Loke over. <laughs> <laughs> they are two different. Uh, How's Funky Comedia? All right, we got to play the difference here. I think they're quite similar. I don't think that that's similar. not an egregious mistake by any means. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because the lyrics are wild thing and you're like and funky cold medina it's like no this is wild thing i just well, imagine perloff being like uh michael scott in that episode where they're doing a cpr class and she's like you know you know you do the do the cpr to staying alive and he's like okay first i was afraid i was <laughs> petrified <laughs> it's like that's not the song <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is so perloff what song is that i will survive <laughs> by gloria gator right <laughs> and what was the first song that he was supposed to sing uh, 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 uh Ah, uh, uh, the Bee Gees. Uh, oh, alive. stay. Uh, see, alive. I just, I uh, couldn't. I'm like, you just did stay alive. What are you talking about? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. is like, uh, well, you know, some people are like face blind, where they just can't recognize someone's face. Perloff is like song blind. Okay, if you took the words out of both Wild Thing and Funky Cole Medina, there is a 2% difference. <laughs> That's not the argument. <laughs> the Wait, argument is, <laughs> are they two different songs, and have we known that since the mid Well, you were ripping me for mistaking before the any lyrics came on, because I thought that was Funky Cole Medina. Well, also, you can't keep the Rocky song straight. And Nobody that's can. your Philadelphia fandom. Uh, you didn't even know there were two Rocky songs. I'm not supposed to. I don't worship a fictional character like your city does. Valid point. 855-212-4CBS. Is he really fictional, Maggie? Is he really? 4227. Okay, I think that the entire NFL world kind of did, it was just sports in general, did a collective gasp. When we heard this report yesterday from Jay Glazer about what actually went down with the Raiders. He finishes up that speech. Everybody thinks they're great, except for Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels then goes over to him and says, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. And then you really saw how divided that building got. That got up to Mark Davis. And I think Mark Davis looked at it and go, okay, I'm going to choose the guy who believes that we can win every single week. And that's what his plan is going to be. And by the way, this is. Okay, so this was Josh McDaniels, who apparently the Raiders had a big, cathartic, get everything out on the table um, meeting the other day. And the players kind of ripped into Josh McDaniels. And Josh McDaniels, I think, took the criticism, but then had Antonio Pierce address the team and say something motivational. So Antonio Pierce says, listen, I was on the 2007 Giants Nobody thought we were going to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Nobody thought we were a Super Bowl team. They were 9-7. and seven. They were kind of an afterthought. And look at what we were able to do. We went in and beat the undefeated Patriots and kept them from the perfect season. And Josh McDaniels had such a huge problem with that because his Patriots DNA, Perloff, is so deep that it overrides his yep. Raiders DNA. And that is a shocking thing to hear when you're the head coach of this franchise. You got to be all in on that franchise. Of course. But this franchise, one thing I will say, it, everyone's blaming Josh McDaniels. There is some organizational dysfunction here. It's not like the coach before was any better or the coach after is going to be any better or the two coaches before. This is a crazy franchise, right? Yeah. Like, if there was ever going to be a team to have this kind of stuff happen, how Mark Davis became such a sympathetic character in this story is a little strange to me. I don't think me. he is. Uh, and, and I love this, this Antonio Pierce interim coach bump. Uh, who was on quarterback at the end of the game for the Giants yesterday? 
Tommy DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Tommy DeVito Waste Management. Yeah. So, so I think everything, this is, oh my gosh, look how terrible. I think it helped that they blew out the Giants. So you could even really emphasize how terrible Josh McDaniels was. But the whole team is kind of a, kind of a joke, right? Well, here's the thing. Or is it McDaniels? I think McDaniels, how this guy actually got a second shot. And I'm sorry, a third shot. He was the head coach of the Broncos. He did get hired by the Indianapolis Colts and then left them at the altar about face, went back to New England. And I think he went back to New England and the whole thing was Bill Belichick was going to open up his world to Josh McDaniels and he was going to be the heir apparent. And obviously that's not happening because McDaniels ends up taking the Raider job. And I think Mark Davis is not a sympathetic figure because he made the mistake that franchises have been making over and over and over again, which is getting a guy from New England means all of a sudden you're going to be New England Patriots West. Exactly. And it's so dumb. And the fact that Mark Davis doesn't know that, he absolutely deserves credit. And the thing is about Antonio Pierce, he might be a good coach. He might not. We don't know yet. But that could have been a mop, could have been coaching that game. And they were going to blow out the Giants, A, because the Giants suck, but B, because it wasn't McDaniels. Yeah. Like you had the report last week that guys, this was the happiest locker room reporters had ever seen. They were smoking cigars after the game. Like you just won the Super Bowl. They just wanted McDaniels out. Honestly, the three of us, four, five of us, bogus here, the five of us could have collectively yeah. coached that Raider team to a double digit win on Sunday. That that to me was not an Antonio Pierce. I'll tell you one thing. Josh McDaniels will probably be another head coach again. I know that's oh, a, uh, if he's another he head coach, not. I mean I, I, I I'll tell a you lot where. of lawsuits should be coming up. I, I don't know. He could succeed Belichick there. He's going to go back to New England. The dude made Mac Jones a pro bowler. So there, people are going to see something. Here's why. Because I think everyone says, okay, I know what we're talking about now. I think people view the Raiders as the problem. I think the NFL views, oh, man, well, he was in, in Vegas. Who knows what has happened in there? Ooh. But he took over a team that was coached by Rich Bisaccia, who was a special teams coordinator. They won 10 games. Who had games. never been a head coach. <laughs> they went 8-5 and five to finish that season. That was a season that, you want to talk about Raider turmoil, that makes this look like, you know, child's play. Yeah. What they were dealing with with John Gruden and all the stuff that happened. And they go 8-5. And, and Henry They Ruggs. go to the playoffs. Yes, Henry Ruggs. I forgot about him, too. They go to the playoffs. They compete with the team that eventually ended up going to the AFC, yeah, the, 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 the Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. like, 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 that team did have some success. And then Josh McDaniel shows up, and he burns the house down. Do you know how many playoff games the Raiders have had in the last 20, 20 years? Two. Two. Yeah. So One happened right before Josh McDaniels got hired. <laughs> I know. He took over a playoff team. But I, yeah, I know, but that was sort of a little fluky. I, I think Josh McDaniels, I totally agree with you guys, but I don't think the NFL is going to kill. It's definitely going to be an OC. Well, you guys will give me that. And watch him turn some other young Patriots rookie quarterback into a pro bowler, and then people are going to sniff around him again because people never learn about the Belichick no, thing. I, they I, never they learn. Won't, they won't. The teams keep making the same mistake about the Belichick stuff and his coaching tree or whatever, but Josh McDaniels, I think the reason why he left is because he knows or was maybe it was message to him that Gerard Mayo is getting that job or someone else is getting that job, not him. Well, he definitely is going to be the offensive coordinator there at some point soon, right? He keeps falling back into that, even if it's Gerard Mayo. Yeah, but is Belichick even going to be there next year? Well, that's a that's Isn't Bill Bryan the OC? Yeah, but uh, so uh, McDaniels hired O'Brien. O'Brien will hire McDaniels to be the quarterback coach. They'll bring in a rookie and watch him be good again. I, because McDaniels just seems to be getting lucky with these young quarterbacks. I get, I'm trying to think, though. People keep hiring Belichick assistants, but how many of those guys got a second job other than McDaniels? Like, we didn't go back to Charlie Weiss. Romeo Cornell 
was an interim. Eric Mangini got a second job. He was the O'Brien might get a second job sometime too. Yeah, but O'Brien's in a, a but O'Brien was the Brown's best like, of the bunch yeah. to begin with. I mean, he won playoff games right. at least. His problem was be, being the GM when he was just a coach. He was fine. Brian, it was a college team. job too, right? We're not. He didn't have two NFL jobs. Just he Texas. got one college and one NFL. Game. Right. How many yeah, guys? I'm just saying. Josh McDaniels right. technically you, has gotten three guys. Let's yeah. not forget. I think Bill O'Brien could get a job again. I could see that happening. He's not that old. Yeah, and no, McDaniels just, is a young man too. I know, but I think he's out. I think I think he's out too. As dumb as owners are, they they see all of this and they know this is not. They might hire him to run their offense, but they're not going to make it in their head. But coach. if you if you run an offense, you have a great chance. I mean, that's all you need. OCs get jobs now. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking get a 20 years of NFL. How many, he's run great off. He can't run a better offense than that undefeated Patriots team. Like he's not like how many more? Well, I think that Mac Jones. I think that he made Mac Jones into a Pro Bowler is the great miracle of his career. Uh, that was him, right? He was there with Mac. Yeah, he was there with yeah. Mac's rookie year. Yeah, but was Mac like a replacement Pro Bowler? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a real Pro Bowler. Also, did they win because of their offense? No, like they they. That's why he got the one game. They didn't even throw the ball. <laughs> they beat Buffalo. I know three passes. I, I'm well aware. Listen, I'm not a fan <laughs> of Mac Jones or of Josh McDaniels or the Patriots' assistants. I'm I just think, saying, the NFL, it's a, long, it's a long career ahead of Josh McDaniels. I think that's a poll. Will Josh McDaniels get another head coaching job? I, if I could vote twice on that poll, I'd vote no twice. <laughs> How old do you think he is? No button on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Bogus is here with headlines. Good morning. Uh, good morning again. As we mentioned last hour, we had Chiefs, Dolphins, Seahawks, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Bengals, Bills, and Texans Bucks might have been the best game of yesterday. TJ looking, throwing to the end zone. Yes, yes, yes. Takes the lead. Yes. with the reception. Rock and roll. My goodness. Same Z's Mark Vandermeer, Texans Radio. CJ levels, guys. Yes. CJ Stroud, the game-winning throw to Tank Dell with six seconds left. Forty seconds before that. Tampa Bay took the lead in a Baker-Mayfield-Cade-Otten connection. Houston finally wins the thriller 39-37 with Stroud throwing for five touchdowns and a single-game rookie record 470 yards. D'Amico Ryans loves his QB. It's a gutsy performance from him. Right? It wasn't all clean, but he gutted it out. He was tough in the pocket, made some plays, right? Made some big time throws for us. And the receivers, they were reliable for him. They made those catches. They made tough catches, made big plays for us. So it's all those guys working together. But then there's Panthers rookie QB Bryce Young. Play action, Bryce Young throws it left side, and it's picked off by the Colts. They're running the other way with it. It's Kenny Moore again. He's at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Two of them there. A pick six by Kenny Moore. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Oops, Matt Taylor, Colts <laughs> Radio. Indy picked off Young three times. Kenny Moore brought back two of them for points. Indy winning in Carolina 27-13. Cardinals rookie QB Clayton Toon gave it away three times, was sacked seven times in a 27-0 loss in Cleveland. And Tyson Bajan with three picks in the Bears' 24-17 loss in New Orleans. But Aiden O'Connell did help those Raiders wall up the Giants 36, five days after all those changes. New York had Daniel Jones back from his neck injury until he suffered a suspected torn right ACL in the first half. 
all the way back out of those headlining games. The Chiefs held off the Dolphins in Germany 21-14. The Ravens smoked the Seahawks 37-3. The Eagles surviving the Cowboys 28-23. They're now three games up on Dallas in the win column in the NFC East. And the Bengals pushed their win streak to 4-24-18 over the Bills on Sunday Night Football. Joe Burrow completing passes to eight different receivers for a season-high 348 yards and two scores. USC's defense ruining its season, so coordinator Alex Grinch lost his job yesterday. The Trojans allowing 34.5 points per game after Washington scored 52 on Saturday. They're in the bottom 30 nationally in basically every major defensive category. How about Caleb Williams? Sobbing. Sobbing. Yeah. After the game. That got a lot of attention. <laughs> Here, Here's the thing about Caleb Williams and the crying. You know, you love to see that the winning and losing really matters because this is someone who's probably going to be the number one overall pick. He's got so much more football to play in his career, and this is really just going to be a stopover, and, you know, and that's it because they're not going to be challenging for college football playoff. But he's got a lot more football. If he's crying over this, it's about to get really a lot harder for him because he's most likely going to a terrible team that's going to lose a lot early on in his career. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he's the exception who makes the playoffs his rookie season or something, but he might have to be able to compartmentalize the losing a little bit easier. Well, the thing is, USC has expectations. If he goes to right. Chicago, there's no expectations. I'm not sure. I, if you're the Bears quarterback and you lose, I don't think it hits that hard. <laughs> USC is a little different. I don't think Jay Cutler was losing sleep. I don't know, lost well, and particularly Jay Cutler. Like, yeah, he barely exactly. is paying attention as I lost. I mean, the, the most memorable thing from Jay Cutler with the Bears is like maybe he smoked a pack of cigarettes like a day. <laughs> that was like the meme is Jay Cutler smoking. Uh, yeah, like that was the, awesome. Like, yeah. This game, I feel like in terms of why he was crying, I feel like we lost sight of the fact that like basically everything he worked for this offseason was crushed in that game. He yeah. wanted to win the national championship. Okay, that wasn't going to happen. Okay, he wanted to win the Heisman. Okay, that wasn't going to happen. Here, okay, at least you have a chance to still win the Pac-12 and and at least maybe go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and now. now that's not happening. Like, I, I think that people are stunned that he was crying. I'm like, yeah, all the things he worked for went kaput, except for the number one pick, which he can still get. Well, but that's I think that was the question. What does Caleb Williams really want? What's he in this for, right? Is he in it? because his number one goal is just to be the number one overall pick in college is, is a formality. And I think him crying like that, people saw, oh, this actually yeah. does matter to him, and he does well, really care about this. But there's also this really strong narrative out there that actually I saw more of, that he is not in the same page with his teammates, wasn't named a captain, and there's a play where he's he seems really unhappy with his teammates that is also, which I think is totally ridiculous, which is getting played up a lot. of. Have you guys heard that? People are questioning, is Caleb Williams a team guy? I mean, I would h- hate my teammates if they gave up 52 points and they <laughs> 42. I'm sorry. Like, at a certain point, like, these guys are human, and Caleb Williams is trying to carry a team that, quite frankly, is not being coached that well, that should have fired the defensive coordinator probably before the season Yeah, the fans started. were right about this. This is one of those yeah. where the fans were right, yeah. and Lincoln Riley yeah. was either too loyal to the Alex Grinch or whatever, and and you kind of blew two years of Caleb Williams. That being said, good luck being a defense coordinator of a run-and-shoot team. It has never worked in the history of college football. It never <laughs> will work in the history of college football. It showed me the one run-and-shoot coach. I mean, he, you have no chance there because USC's offense moves so fast. Can we also say... 
Caleb Williams is officially a magician. There were so many sacks that he got out of yep. and threw the ball 50 yards downfield to an open guy that I did not understand. He is a fantastic player. Unbelievable. I, would you say, Maggie, there's no doubt he's number one overall still. He's I got still it, think he has it. He's got it sealed. Now here's the real question about whether you sit down for the rest of the season. Now, yeah, that's a good point. Th- this was something that, you know... Uh, Acho brought up like weeks ago. I, now it's a real question. I still think he's going to play. Hell, he played a bowl game against Tulane last year. Like, he's going to keep playing. Although we're going to live, there's going to be a time where there's a significant Drake May conversation. Yeah. And I think either Warren Sharp or Dane Brugler already, yeah. I saw, put him ahead of Caleb Williams. I think that's for headlines. I can't, yeah, but it's going to No, happens. I know what you mean. I can't imagine. By the way, Caleb Williams is on every commercial all day long on Saturday. I don't know if he can sit. He's got Wendy's, he's got Nissan. Yeah. Yeah, like Doctor and Doctor Pepper. He's got all three big ones. Don't you have to play to be in those ads? You can't be sitting. I don't know, but he also had nowhere to go but down, right? Like yeah. you win the Heisman in your second year, and he's gone. He's flatlined in the sense that he's just as good as he was last year. He's incredible, in my opinion. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies finally get win number one on try number seven, one twelve, one hundred in Portland. Desmond Bain scored thirty. Lamelo Ball had thirty plus ten boards and thirteen assists. But the Hornets lost in Dallas, one twenty four, one eighteen. And the Cavs got their first home win, 115-104 over the Warriors. That also snaps a 16-game losing streak head-to-head. And a playoff record, 32,262 fans were in San Diego last night for an NWSL semifinal. Alex Morgan in the hometown wave, losing to O.L. Reign 1-0. So Megan Rapinoe's final pro match will be for the title against Gotham FC, who upset last year's winner Portland Thorns. One nothing in their semi yesterday. Guys, I'm done. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. What did Micah Parsons have to say about the penalties yesterday in the Cowboys-Eagles game? We get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio, welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Cowboys lose yesterday in what was just brutal because you had hope at the end when the Eagles were basically trying to give the game away to the Cowboys and Cowboys couldn't take it. Um, Penalties, a big story in this game. Micah Parsons, here he is talking about uh, the penalties and how he actually was happy with the defense. We learned what what we messed up on, what we can learn from, how we uh, did ourselves. But, you know, we're going to see them again. That's the enjoyable part. You know, a team like the 49ers and... We won't see them again, but we got a chance to get our redemption and at home uh, where we've been pretty dominant, so it'll be exciting. 
All right, so Micah Parsons taking it in stride. I mean, there was a, a big holding call that should have been called where there was holding. Oh, a, come on. I'm just saying. Oh, okay, so now we're calling out one hold, missed holding call in an NFL game. Well, you know how many holding calls out. there are? 650. They also missed a hands to the face on Gallup. They also missed a They called helmet, 10 helmet, penalties helmet, on the Eagles. That's on more sweat. penalties than they've had in three years. They had three of them in the last drive. I know. It was, it was a penalty fest. It was a penalty fest on both sides with the Eagles trying to give the game away on the final drive. And then it was the Cowboys handing the game right back to the Eagles with penalties of their own. Um, and a bad Dak Prescott sack as well. Didn't see this coming, and you're welcome to weigh in on the Cowboys at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I didn't see the number one critic of college football in the NFL, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Yeah. Is he been doing this all season? Samuel Jackson went off on Colorado, tweeting the Buffalo's loss to Oregon State, Brain farts all around. The OC can't run three plays to get off the field. The DC can't get his guys to stop a baby carriage. He said Shiloh. He meant Shador. Shador can barely walk and is going to end up playing wheelchair football behind that O-line. My rage is better served watching villains in a good Bollywood movie. Sham Shira, here I come. No more Buffalo ball tonight. Oof. And what did he say about Sean McVay yesterday? Yeah, so so I guess he was also watching Rams football yesterday, <laughs> which was uh, just maybe just as rough as Colorado. Yeah. He said, at what point do we start the Rams coaching conversation? <laughs> With yeah. Two question marks, but then also two exclamation points. Well, so, this quite, actor strike, but serious. This actor strike has got to end. I think 31 other teams in the NFL are like, ooh, if Sean McVay could come loose, I will take that guy. I guess he's not good enough for Sam Jackson, but he's good enough for us. <laughs> Chris is in Dallas, has a, a thought on Dak Prescott. Chris, good morning. Good morning. This is Chris. I'm in Dallas uh, just getting off work, and all I've been hearing all day is, Dak played pretty good. We're not paying you pretty good money. We're paying you great money. <laughs> so sometimes you need to play great, Dak. That's all I got. You know, Chris, and that's where I've been critical of Dak. Perloff has been defending him this morning because Dak had a great game in terms of his production and the numbers are there, but you had a a final drive. You actually had two. You had two final drives. You took a bad sack on the second-to-last drive. You took a sack and a bad delay a game penalty when you had first and goal at the six, and you cannot convert that into points. You need a touchdown there. You're not going to get gift-wrapped that many more opportunities. Okay. There was no run game. Are you going to say anything about that? And the defense got torched by a limping Jalen Hurts. Torched. So where's the – Micah Parsons, by the way, we just played. Did he? Was he on the field? I didn't see him once. I mean, he he made no noise. I, I think this Cowboys Cowboys played exactly the way you don't want them to play. You want them to be ahead and run the ball, and their defense wasn't good enough. We get more into the Cowboys' loss yesterday. 855-212-4CBS. Also coming up, what we got wrong. Oh, boy, this was painful. Get to that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.